Welcome into episode eight of Shed Some Light. It is Michael and Jack here coming to you on this Friday. We're starting off a little different than normal. You didn't hear our beer cracks to start off the show. So Jack, I'm gonna let you take this one real quick. Uh, we want to start off with just a little moment of silence to remember all those who lost their lives in 9-11 and for, to honor the first responders and everyone who continues to fight for our freedom. So with that being said, um, you know, somber day, but um, it's a day that has made us stronger as Americans and uh, just wanted to give it its proper recognition. So with that being said, let's hop into today's episode, Jack. There you hear it. There's the good old Friday beer crack for you. I'm pulling up our uh, topics to touch on today. I want to make sure we get through everything. Um, right off the bat, though, I know that we touched on September 11th and uh, the first responders there. Also want to send out thoughts, prayers, well wishes to everyone affected by all the wildfires and everything going on in the West Coast. Crazy out there. The pictures look wild. Um, so here in the Midwest, we're sending you all of our, our well wishes there. It, uh, did you hear how one of those started? Uh, with the gender reveal, yeah, I. What douchebag do you got to be to have pyrotechnics at your gender reveal? Yeah, especially with all of that already taking place. What are you doing? That kid, that kid's, that kid's cursed for life. <laughs> Legitimately. Did Did you get a haircut? No. Oh, I just got hour. Oh, hair's looking good. <laughs> yeah. Mullet is coming in strong. All so, right. Want to hop into these topics? Let's Google. hop in here. We're uh, we're back on track. We're getting into our normal wacky, wild, and weird Friday episodes here. I'm going to let you start this one off. Talk a little bit of White Sox, baby. Dane Train. Full steam ahead, baby. The Dane Train. Dane Train is cooking. Was it six and a third last night or six? I don't know if it was six and a third or six even. Uh I think like three hits, no runs. Dane trains in full swing, let me tell you. And I'm I'm conducting that train to the moon. I will riding that thing for the rest of the season. He's got a, he's gonna pitch against, I believe he'll pitch again against um the twins, which will be his first big like like kind of test because I think he's pitched against what, the Royals twice and the Pirates twice, maybe? Yep. Yep. No, Royals, Royals twice, Pirates once, Tigers once. Oh yeah. Uh, so he'll pitch it. I believe he'll pitch against the twins. If he has a good outing against the twins, I might go buy his jersey. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Dane train is, is chugging along. Love it, baby. Keep doing what you're doing out there. Dang. You're looking disgusting. Yes, sir. We got, uh, Jose Abreu on what is it? 20, 22 game hit streak. We got cancer. We got Tim Anderson contending for back-to-back -back batting championships. We hmm. got – oh, what do you got? Let me say a little bit something about that. His biggest competition might be the guy who bats right before him, and that's Nick Magical, baby. Nick, Nick Magical? He's hitting the ball too. And, he, I, and I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to our dad last night during the game. Pitchers have to just fucking hate Nick Magical. Oh, absolutely. Nick Magical. And, you know – let me put on my little 
baseball scout hat here with my <laughs> limited baseball knowledge. Let me break down an at bat for you last night. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I was I just was downstairs and they were rerunning the game on TV. So I was like, you know what? I'll watch it. And it was his at bat with two outs, I think bottom f- top four, uh, bases loaded. And so first pitch, fastball inside, doesn't even swing. It was a ball, but the ump gives the pitcher the call. So he's down 0-1. First of all, Nick Madrigal, great eye. One of the best eyes in baseball. Kid kid knows everything in the strike zone. It's great. Second ball, breaking ball, a little bit outside, fouls it off. Kind of looks like he was a little bit under, a little bit late. So pitcher goes immediately back to the breaking ball. Smart move. Because, uh, you know, if you're a little bit late on like an 88-mile-an-hour breaking ball, you 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 know, you're just sitting – I don't know what you're sitting, sitting like what, mid to late 70s curve, fouls it off again. Then, smart move by the pitcher, in my opinion. Again, don't know much about baseball, but from my limited knowledge, he goes fastball up. An inch or two off the zone, but Nick Magical takes it like pro. I feel like a lot of people strike out on that pitch, you know, high fastball, 0-2, you're looking, green light, bang. Nothing. Then he goes, again, back to the breaking ball, because why not? He's fouled off, too. He's not really getting solid contact on it. Fouls it off again. That's just got to piss you off. As, like, a, a a pitcher right there, you know, he's he's laid on a breaking ball. It's like, dude, come on, just strike out already. But Nick Madrigal doesn't. So then what does the pitcher do? The only one he's got the call on was the fastball inside. Wasn't, wasn't a strike, but called a strike. Goes right back to the fastball inside. And Nicky Mads does what Nicky Mads does and takes it right up the middle for a two-run single. That has got to piss people off so much because, like, 90% of his hits are just little, like, dinkers or, like, he's chopping at it like an axe or he's using a sword, but he gets the hit. And it's got to piss pitchers off beyond belief. So it, I love it. As, as we were talking about before we started recording here, today's a day where I just feel like I have so many – not so many, but a decent amount of these random thoughts that I want to get out. And I'm going to start here, start spewing them out here. Now, first off, going back to Nick Madrigal, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I saw the stat last night that Nick Madrigal is batting over 400 with two strikes in the count, which is insane. Nicky two strikes right there. And second, second on that, um, he is, as as you were saying, as you were breaking down that at bat right there, he is just the perfect nine-hole hitter. He's pesky, oh, yeah. he's annoying, and he's going to get on base way more often than your average nine-hole hitter, which then just recycles, resets the top of the lineup. Tim Anderson, Yoan, going through that whole order. When you got a nine-hole that's getting on base like that, it's going to lead to success. It, it's it's exactly what you want out of your nine-hole hitter. Yep, absolutely. Now, I got two other things I want to touch on White Sox-wise ag- along these lines of the random topics. First thing, I saw the game. I checked the ESPN app, and it said that the game was on FS1. So I watched the top of the first inning on FS1, and I could not do it. I immediately had to check NBC Sports Chicago to see if it was there was still the local broadcast. Holy cow, I do not like the nationally broadcast games. Like I can't do it. Oh, no. Did I uh, speaking of NBC, you know, the local broadcast, you hear the conversation that Steve Stone and Jason Benetti were having in the, I think seventh inning when Gio Gonzalez came in. 
Um, so most of the game I, I was on very low volume because I was on a, a meeting. I had a meeting zoom call going on, so I can't say I heard it. You would have loved it. It was so dumb and so funny. So I don't know if you saw, but Gio, Gio Gonzalez comes in and I don't know if it was Pittsburgh who called him out on it or the ump who called him out on it, but one of the, the sh- colors on his glove was too light. So they made him go get a different glove. And it was like, it was like light gray, like very light gray. Okay. Like, like Steve and Jason are like, like, come on, it's eight to nothing. in like the bottom of the seventh, like why are you making? And they, it was like, a, it was probably like a 10, 15 minute delay. Um, and so they, they get the rule or Jason brings up the rule. He like reads, it. he's like, this is, you know, our rule 307 article, blah. And he's like, uh, no position player should be allowed to have uh, a glove with the color, uh, anything lighter than Series 14 on the Pantone like list. And Steve goes, ah, yes, I know all about that uh, Series 14. Pretty late in the series, if you ask me. <laughs> and then Jason just goes, yeah, I'd put it right around the two touchdown level of the pantones. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, what is this conversation we're listening to? But I love it. Yes. Yes. It was it was so funny and encapsulated Jason and Steve so well that yep. I was just I was dying laughing. Um, anything else you want to touch on White Sox wise? I have one more little nugget that I want to touch on baseball wise, not specifically White Sox though. I got I got two little nuggets. Okay. Yoan uh, looked great yesterday. Finally, Yoan looked finally got his legs back. He was running, making plays. That play in the infield, people like brush over the fact of how hard that play was. Oh, charging bare hand, sidearm, falling over, throws a missile to first base on a dot. <clears throat> That's it, it, I, I feel like people don't give Johan enough credit for being such a good defensive third baseman. It's but he is great at third base on defense. He's starting to get uh, his legs back under him. Looks like he looked a lot faster. Was hitting the ball a lot better. So I'm I'm happy. Uh, everybody knows Dane Dunning's my pitching guy. Johan's my actual guy. Got the jersey. Got everything. Johan's my boy. I ride or die with him. So he's. I love that he's turning back up. There you go. Um, other thing I want to talk about. James I, McCann. I knew that yeah. was going to be it. Yep. Yep. I talk about two home runs last night. He's fucking awesome. I don't get how like how he can't play every day. It makes no sense to me. If he's not catching, if he's not catching, DH him. Like it, it's as simple as that. He's batting like three forty with like seven home runs, and and you know everyone's like, oh yeah, but you got to DH Edwin. Edwin has like eight home runs, and Edwin's played twice the amount of games James has. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Edwin. I think he's electric, and I love just hitting him, seeing him hit piss missiles to the moon. But you ride the hot hand, and James is fucking hotter than hot right now. Yep, absolutely. I'm with you there. That was that was one of the ones that I was going to bring up. I didn't know how much time we wanted to spend on the White Sox, but Team James, all the way, he is awesome. And so it, it sounds like, I, I mean, I want the White Sox to fucking pay him. The White Sox should fucking pay him. There's no reason they shouldn't sign him to at least a two-year deal next year. Like, absolutely no reason for it. Uh, but it kind of sounds like it's not looking the best for that to happen, and I'm going to be pissed, and I, it's going to fucking piss me right off. Our our payroll right now is, like, 
in the bottom 10% of the league and we're like one of the top teams in the league. So there's no fucking reason why I shouldn't pay him. If people are like, Oh, go spend that money on right fielder pitcher DH, I guess. But it kind of takes away the point of like trying to sign a DH. If you can have someone like him or yes, or Jose DH when the other two play the other two positions, I'm, so that's sure. I brought I this up. We need another pitcher. And I agree that we need to maybe make some changes in right field, maybe tweak it a little bit, but I still think you can get a solid right fielder and a solid pitcher and pay James McCann. There's no reason that you can't do all three of those things. Yep. I brought this up in an earlier episode. I said, I really hope we sign him. He is a starting grade MLB player. And I'm going to be very, 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 very sad if he leaves. If James McCann, I'll make a promise right now. If James McCann signs again with the White Sox, I'll buy a James McCann jersey. Yeah. And it doesn't I don't even think they sell them. I'll customize a James McCann jersey. They have to sell them. They have to sell them somewhere. I I don't know. I've I don't know. But if <laughs> if they don't, I'll I will customize a James McCann jersey because I fucking love you, James. There you go. Anything else White Sox wise you want to touch on? No? I think that's it. All right, so I have one quick nugget that I want to drop and I know that this is <laughs> <laughs> very specific, but it's another one of my random thoughts. Earlier in the year, uh, you and I and dad were out at a bar watching one of the White Sox games. And there were other baseball games on in the background. And the guys sitting at the table next to us were talking obnoxiously loud. And I made a comment about how I thought it was such a dumb rule that this year in extra innings, the runner starts on second. And the guys at the table next to me overheard me make this comment and then just started going off about how I'm the idiot for saying that and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I got this ESPN notification for, uh, about Clayton Kershaw commenting on this today. Say he, he was critiquing the extra inning rule, says it's fine for this year, but hopes we, quote, never do it again. So. I don't- I think they are if I think they were probably just fucking being assholes and drunk assholes about it because like I don't think there's a single person that like actually watches baseball that likes that rule. So this one little bit this one little bit goes out to those guys that were sitting next to me. You guys are the idiots. That is such a dumb rule and you can't argue me or you can't make me change my mind on that. Can I say one more thing about the White Sox and I'll make it as quick as I can, but I have a lot to say about it and I'm really fucking passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Rick Renteria. I hate you. You are so stupid. You have lost us like four to five games and have won us zero. The only reason we're winning is because our players are fucking awesome. You have cost us four to five games, AKA the Pirates game. First of all, he doesn't steal with Tim with two strikes. Okay, worst case scenario, you get thrown out with Tim. Tim's on second to start the, the bottom of the ninth or bottom or top of the tenth, and Yohan's got a free, uh, a clean slate at the plate. No reason not to do that. You're an idiot not to think that. You almost like, obviously, you don't want to get thrown out, but like O2 count, you know, maybe throws one in the dirt. Tim steals, and if he if he doesn't steal, then Yo or Yohan has a single. We're up one. Second of all, putting in Jimmy Cordero. With two on and no outs in the bottom of the ninth is the dumbest fucking move of all time. I did not understand that. Did you see his press conference? Did you see what he said? Nope. 
holy shit, this pissed me off even more. He, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, said something along the lines of that, like a reporter asked him, why did you not put in Colin A? Um, who, for like people who don't know, that's like the Sox number one reliever. Uh, go-to guy, like shuts it down, doesn't, barely ever gives up a run, if at all, gets out of jams all the time. So like I said, there's guy at second and first, no outs, bottom nine, tie game. And this motherfucker's response was we were saving uh, column A in case we had to use him in the 10th. No. Motherfucker, no. the 10th is not a guaranteed inning. Are you kidding me? Saving him for an inning that doesn't exist normally? What are you talking about? What, saving him? Who's <sighs> like an inning that's not guaranteed? That is an idiotic move. And the fact that he's not getting more like blowback for that is beyond me. I, I wanted to give Renteria the benefit of the doubt because every team that he's coached has been this like transition team. And then he's gotten fired right as like they've gotten good. And it's time for the White Sox to do the fucking same. They need to fire him. They need to go find someone else. Go give me AJ Pruszynski and Paul Canerco as the bench coach, and let's ride. Hey, but because in the long run, look, I'm trying to look at the positive here. It's been uh, oh, what? Wait, wait, I'll give you the positive. Rick Renteria, uh, he's uh, bilingual. That's it. No, that's the only one. no, that's not, it. That's not, literally the only not specifically on Rick Renteria. I'm looking at the overall positive, and this is the first time in like what. 14 years that the White Sox have been relevant and the fact that we're this fired up means that they're actually playing for something rather than just sucking at the bottom of the division so but think about this right now so like I said he's been sole culprit of us losing four to five games it's been all on him if we win those if we have a better manager we win those I'll give it four games we are 31 and 12 right now isn't that and what the are at the top of the AL Central? I think that's what the Dodgers are right now. Exactly. That's what. That's the shit that pisses me off. It's those little games that like come back to haunt you. Yeah. And legitimately be top two team in baseball right now if it wasn't for fucking Rick Renteria. So yep. Piss Rick Renteria. I fucking hate you, and I hope that you're not the White Sox uh, manager next year. So we're gonna make a quick. Can I give a little like side disclaimer too? I bet you're a great guy, but like not a managing baseball team. I'm sorry. Okay. On that note, I'm waving the white flag on that topic. We only have 11 minutes left before our next break, and we got some other sports to touch on. So as you're listening to this, there was the first NFL game last night: Chiefs versus Texans. We can talk. We can talk about NFL if you want to. I don't really care. What I'm really excited about, Jack. I wanted to wish you a happy holiday. It is college football eve notre dame plays the duke blue devils tomorrow i am i am hype as can be i am just let's go let's go <laughs> i am so excited what do you want to what what do you want to touch on there notre dame you got you got any score predictions you got people to look oh, out for okay do have a score prediction written down let's I'm see going, i'm gonna you know i'm gonna I'm making, I'm making a tweak. Okay. Live. Okay. 45-17, Notre Dame gets it done. Wow. We must be related. What was yours? 41-17. Oh, dude. That's, I, I had 45-20, and then 
was like, nah, fuck that. Duke's not getting two field goals. Fuck him. 41-17 is my prediction. I'm they, Okay, so the only thing I'm worried about a little bit is the defense. The offense should go out there and shit pump Duke. There's no reason for us. Like, we should 50-burger him, like, very easily, to be honest with you. I'm just a little bit scared because it's Notre Dame and it's the first game of the season. Like, realistically, Ian Book shouldn't play in the fourth quarter at all. He shouldn't play a snap into the fourth. We should be dominating so bad that my boy Drew Pine gets in there and just, you know, gets a little couple <laughs> bucket. You're just skipping right over Brendan Clark? No, yeah, I don't care. Fucking Drew Pine, <laughs> right all the way, baby. Oh, my goodness. But, no, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, as of last time I checked, um, Notre Dame is 19.5-point favorites. That has actually been going down as the game is approaching, which I'm assuming is just because so many people are coming in on the Notre Dame side with the money. But yeah. um, I, I am jealous and – yeah, I would say very jealous of anyone who gets to see th- them play in person this year. I think this is going to be the first time in – I couldn't even tell you how long that I won't – 22 years for me. Yeah, probably, yeah, at least 22 years for me too that I haven't been to a single game right in right Notre now. Dame Stadium. Like, that is um, – The other thing I kind of want to touch on, dude, how fucking funny – are they? Gonna, do you think they're going to pump in, like, artificial crowd noise? Well, so I heard that the NFL gets to do that. I'm Okay. So then so then if are you saying that college doesn't? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about college. Okay. So then the, my first immediate thought was all students are allowed in, right? Any student like that wants point. to go in can go in. Yeah, okay. The opposing team is going to get ridiculed through the fucking roof. There's no noise to drown out anything that the students say. These kids are going to get fucking plastered at their dorms and come in and just scream at Duke. I are never going to let him hear the end of it. And there's nothing to drown out that noise. Normal game, you know, it's like off in the corner. Like they don't like Duke doesn't really come over there. My guess is that they're going to spread the students out throughout the whole stadium. I would assume so. It's corner. It's there's a ton of noise. Everybody's screaming. So you don't really hear it. You got three, 365 degrees of just, or 360 degrees, sorry, of just <laughs> uh, just Notre Dame drunk kids screaming at Duke players. I hope that the students are loud and rowdy and bring the I noise and the energy. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. And it's going to be hilarious to hear like some of the stories that come out of that. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm very excited for it. I, like I'm I said. I'm a little bit nervous about the defense. Defense has a, a, a couple of question marks, in my opinion. So, um, yes and no. The offense, compared to the offense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. D-line. Going, who, I'm more, who I'm more confident in, it's offense 100%. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I think D-line is going to be sweet. Um, we have crazy depth at linebacker, so I'm okay with that. Kyle okay. Hamilton is going to just ball Kyle out. Kyle are going to run. It's, it's, it's the corners that I have questions with. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then you got, like I said, you just got Kyle Hamilton and Isaiah Pryor coming over the top. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited to watch them play. Very, very excited. Yep. You want to talk about the bears real quick? I don't think there's like really much to talk about, but you want to talk about it real quick. Let's run it down. You got, what do you got on that? Mitch is my fucking quarterback. Let's ride. You see what he (laughs) said the other day? Let's go. You see what he said? 
He yeah. said, he said, I found my confidence again this offseason. That's all I need. Let's go. Mitch to the moon. Super Bowl, Super Bears, NFC better watch out, baby. Hey, uh, you know, I'll Mitch, take it. Mitch, 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 <laughs> Mitch, 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 let's go. So, okay, here's another random topic that I want to talk about just because you were doing that Mitch chant. I woke up this morning, something happened, and I just started chanting in my apartment. <laughs> and I just miss being Good in chant. crowds and chanting. <laughs> Good chant like, is always like you need it. I, I was the only one chanting. It was me and my girlfriend here, and she's just sitting out there on the couch, and I'm chanting in the family room, and I just miss good chants. Yeah, a nice chant every once in a while, especially when you can get – like I think like half the fun is – I would say – nah, never mind. A quarter of the fun is chanting, and then the other three quarters come from getting other people to do the chant with you. Yes, and yes. Positive, <laughs> and that's when you have the real fun. That's you know. That's when you know quarantine has gotten bad because I was getting myself hyped up this morning with my own chant, and I was trying to get her to chant with me. I was giving the, whole, the like arms up, pumping up the crowd, chanting like that. Like, whew, I'm losing it. Uh, no, I'm right there with you. That's <laughs> good chant is always needed. Good chant. Good chant. All right. Anything else football related, sports you want to talk about before we take our first break? Chief, Chiefs win tonight pretty easily, I feel like. Yeah, you're uh, predicting this one before the game here. Um, as you're listening to this, the game has already happened, but I would I would assume the Chiefs win. I need Deshaun Watson to do well, though, fantasy-wise, but we'll see. I think that's all I got sports-wise. All right, so let's uh, grab some refills real quick, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side of this break. Ah, dang it. I got some on the computer again. Krakatawa. Pewter. Krakatawa. Well, with those beer cracks, we are back for segment two, episode eight. Shed some light on this fine Friday here. And um, as we were kind of going off what we were just talking about in the last segment, it is football eve today as you're listening to this. Tailgates, as of right now, aren't, aren't a thing at Notre Dame this season. Hopefully that could change. Probably not, but maybe we'll see. Jack, you got any favorites that you like from tailgates that you're, you're really going to be missing this year? I just want to do some reminiscing right now. Quick. Some reminiscing of the best times. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to start from when I was a young lad, you know, and this is pretty specific to Notre Dame tailgates. I don't really know anywhere else if this is a thing. But uh, playing, like, football on the practice fields in Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Dude, heated games. Yep. And I'm talking young lad. We did this in high school. I'm not even going to, like, front about it. Like, <laughs> we were, like, 16 years old, 17 years old, just getting fucking working on the practice fields. You're, you're, all, all, everyone that played with me, you know who you are. We got working on those practice fields, baby. You're coming now, off those fields in a full sweat. Oh, yeah. Like you would have thought I was just part of Notre Dame's practice. Yep. Like I'm I'm getting my reps in there. Let me tell you. We would have we would have like legitimately like post game interviews and everything like that. Like who what team won, what team lost. Like someone go interview him, dude. Playing football in the practice fields in Notre Dame, always a great tailgate. Oh yeah. Um then I also just, you know, I think you touched on it the in the, a couple episodes ago when you're talking about best beers. Mm-hmm. Tailgate beers and also, 
there a lot of them are toss me a beer beers because like they'll be behind the little uh like the tables of food oh yeah and you're like so-and-so toss me a beer and they just will pile that thing to you i mean it's just it just doesn't get any better than that oh yeah i'm with you and then and then i guess i guess one of my biggest ones is just being there like all day yep nothing nothing was better than like a seven o'clock seven thirty game and you're up 8 a.m ready to fucking ride oh yeah putting a miller light in your cereal and you're like hey (laughs) let me go miller lights and cheerios baby breakfast at champions you get you know heart healthy or whatever the fuck cheerios are let's go yep i think that's like a great one and then just like the food tailgate food is better than like any other food so i want to touch on food here too because i so i've been to other schools to tailgate but not nearly as much as i have notre dame and one of the things that i love about notre dame tailgates is the fact that you can basically wander up to almost any single tailgate and they'll be like hey you want a beer hey you want this food like it is just such an awesome atmosphere and i am so sad that we don't get to experience it this year or at least not right now like ah i live for that stuff so I mean, you know, you know my my our friends, mainly the uh, everybody that we hang out with, kind of a little bit my age. You know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Who get there four thirty five a.m. to get their spot? Yep. And sitting up, I'm not even kidding you. Like four tables worth of food, four tables worth, and then at the end of those tables, you know, like a little cap it off. It is a grill, and they cook up some of the best food ever. And it is just like I could stay there all day. And just sit there, just crush some beers. They normally got a TV. You can watch some games, drink the beers, eat the food. There's just nothing better than it. It really makes me sad that we're not going to get the tailgate this year. I know. I know. And I think that goes back to the point that you were just saying there too. It's the company. Like when when you have your friends and family and whoever it is coming in for those games – coming in from wherever they're living now, especially both of us now being out of school, like we're not with our – immediate like close close group of friends every single day and they come back for a weekend game like everyone's you know back together reliving the glory days it is hype it is so much fun ah even even this like this past couple of years like when i was down in, in bloomington um like when you when you get the whole group text going like hey who's coming back for the game this oh weekend? yeah Oh yeah. Everyone's like me 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 and you just get your whole group text being like all right we're all coming back me at tailgate everyone knows where to go like see you there 8 a.m games at 7 doesn't even matter and like save put put me a beer and put me a beer on the table and i'll be there 8 a.m ready to rock like i said it's friends it's family it's whoever it is that you're spending your tailgate time with that is just some grade a company right there and i think i think notre dame does a great job of i feel like their tailgate scene is like a one like, like it is huge. It it encapsulates the whole campus. It's just you can you know you can go watch the basketball team practice at the Joyce. You can you can go out. You can have a couple beers. You can go inside if it's too high. You can. I'm go trying to think of other schools that I've tailgated at that are somewhat comparable, and. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love IU's tailgate because, like, when I was in college, it's fucking awesome. It's just yeah, a party. I, IU is and up there. Um, but like, IU, the thing is, like, IU and Notre Dame are like polar opposites. Like, Notre Dame is like 
you're not like you're not doing anything crazy. You're just having you're you're relaxing, drinking, you know, talking about stuff. IU is like, let's go balls to the wall. We're playing flip cup. We're playing beer dive. Well, we're shotgun beers. Like, it, let's ride. That that also that also um, speaks to, I think, the football program in general. Where hey, don't you dare disrespect the IU football program. We're fucking cooking, baby. Let Leo. me let me get my point out. I'm not disrespecting IU football. I'm saying that IU is a basketball school. We're slowly but surely becoming a football school, though. You are. You are. I'll definitely give you that. Where Notre Dame, not really a basketball school, except for women's basketball. We had a good women's run. But I think Notre Dame is a football school. IU is a basketball school. And that kind of speaks to the differences in the tailgates. Tom Allen, what up, baby? Love you. Shouts, baby. Leo, <laughs> oh, you came to our flag football championship and we got the dub. You gave us a halftime speech. Let's go. There You're you the go. Man. There you go. But I will, I will also say one of the things that I do, I think it it, it probably is because IU isn't a football school, but it also kind of rolls into the whole Greek life thing, is that uh, it, I feel like a lot of IU students are just too fucked up to go to the game. If I'm being <laughs> I'm being 100% honest. If that game's any later than noon, we're hammed. We are absolutely hammered by the time that game starts. And it's like, do I really want to walk all the way to IU Stadium? Because that's the other thing. The public campus hurts IU for the true. Because Notre Dame, it's like you're tailgating and you can touch the The, football. The the stadium is almost always in sight from anywhere that you're tailgating. I use like, do do I really want to make like, half a mile walk to get there right now or do i want to just stay here watch it on tv and like pound some more brews and it's like i'm probably gonna stay here there you go there you go tailgating not being there kind of sucks but if you ever have a chance to go tailgating at either of those schools or basically any you know any school in general do it sweet time if you're ever coming hey at least for now if you're ever coming tailgating in Notre dame DM us on on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, hit us up on the socials. Yep, yep. So, all right, we're going to – We'll show you a great time another day, and that's a guarantee. That's the uh, shed some light guarantee right there. Fun times at a Notre Dame tailgate. (laughs) So, we're going to parlay that one into our rankings for today. Um, This was your idea here, Jack, and we're we're talking about songs, right? So – songs that remind you of football tailgating anything like that or just falling in general okay i think so, they're all in castle on like, like if they remind you of fall they most likely remind you of football okay so kind of all the same thing but i just want to give it a, like a little broader scope all right i'm glad that you clarified that because yeah i'm just glad that you clarified that now last week like, like looking at mine most of mine have to do with football that's okay nothing wrong with that so last week with our draft of the best times to have a Miller Lite, I went first. So this week I'm going to defer to you. You got the number one pick. Same rules as last week. We can't pick the same songs as one another. And I, I am my fingers are crossed that you don't take my number one pick, but I think you're going to take my number one pick. Okay, so I have two that I think you have as your number one pick. So the 50-50 shot, if, if I – if I get your number one pick and the other one that I'm thinking of. So the two that I have, I think the second one has a less percentage shot of you taking it. Oh, so 
saving that one. I'm so nervous. I'll give you a hint as to what I'm going with first. I'm going to say that if you are a true Notre Dame fan, this song rings true in your heart every Saturday morning. No! South Bend, Indiana. No! And it's the fucking Rudy theme song. Oh, yes! 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 It's it's the Rudy theme song, and there's nothing else to it. Okay. It is the the quiet little... Okay. And it just, dude, that, like... That's that's a song that like it, it's a it's a quiet and and gentle song that pumps me up every time I hear it. So like we were talking about it the other weekend when it's it's the promo for the when Florida State was number one, we were number two, and we played oh, yeah. them early nineties. That, that gives me chills. Yep, chills. So I got two, I got a couple comments about that. One that is a great first pick. That was my one A pick. So you didn't take my okay, number so one. Then I think I, I think from your reaction, I know where you're going with too. And and so last week, um, I I want to say it was Sunday because uh, we went out Saturday and I was hungover as nuts. And I woke up on Sunday just so excited for football, and I just threw Rudy on the TV. I laid on the couch, and like I was getting hyped just from watching that. Like oh, yeah. I cannot wait for football. So the Rudy theme song is the number one pick. is a great pick. Uh, I'm going to give you my number one pick, and I think you I, you should I, know it. Can I guess? Let's let's hear your guess. Is it? Do I hear it in Notre Dame Stadium? <laughs> yeah, you do. Are you are you, okay? So then I have a discrepancy with this because are you taking two songs? No, I'm taking one song. Okay. So it's not the remix. It is. Okay. It is. Good. It is Good. straight. Here come the Irish. Okay. Because I was gonna say if you take the kickoff song, then we got an issue. No, no. I put I put in parentheses maybe the shipping up to Boston remix, but I could I can drop that part. I'm perfectly fine with Here Come the Irish as my number one pick. I'm I, I I like that, but the, my thing with that is the shipping up the Boston remix is like in my opinion so much better than it just is. a normal song. Yeah, but like I said, like, like you said, the shipping up the Boston remix, like I'm like full body chills. I'd run through the wall ever anywhere. Hey, I'd be like, I'm ready to rock. See, I can only take one song, and I'm taking the original. Okay. Okay. So that's my number one there. I'm, I'm marking that down as my true number one. On to yours, number two here. Okay, so then. Okay, so then I okay I got this one then. This this was this was a. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know if I want to go with this then. See, my picks are just so all over the place. Like I don't know. I don't know what this draft is going to be like. You know, I was going to do a different one because I didn't want you to take the other one, but I'm going to do this one because it's such a staple of just fall and, okay. and fall in general. It's coming to your city. The, the oh. game day, you, you wake up hungover as fuck on a yes. Saturday morning. In your yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, ESPN turned down from the night before, and all you hear is the beginning yeah, of college. Come in. To your to city. city, and you're just like that, like just revitalizes you. You're yeah. Like, oh, let's go, baby! It's Saturday, and we're going all out. Doesn't matter where college game day is. That song wakes you up every Saturday morning, no matter how hungover you are. That is a a, a 
football and fall song 100%. Okay, that is a really good pick. That I, that didn't even cross my mind, which shows you how uh, out of it I am. Like, the, uh, I thought, because, because we we had talked about this like kind of recently. Yep. Like, and so I was like, I was like, maybe he's gonna pick this because I was like. If if you didn't think of that, I have no idea where you're. That's what I'm going. saying. My picks, I I like, I just couldn't get in the mindset of this. Like this whole football season and fall really snuck up on me. Like it doesn't feel real that tomorrow games start. So I'm I'm gonna tell you this. My I'm gonna pick one as my number five pick, and I'll I'll guarantee that you that you won't pick it because you're gonna be like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> and then. I explain the context of it you're gonna be like holy shit okay all right so that that's your number two i'm gonna give you my number two so this one is way more recent so i don't think i've actually technically listened to it in the fall but the lyrics of it are very fall based this is bullshit yeah hey you'll you'll understand it once i pick it and that is brad paisley's new song no eye in beer I'll let dude trust me. I'll let you have it because, I, in my opinion, that's a that's a bad pick. But uh, I'll I'll dude, I I agree with you that like in the fall, I feel like that's going to be a banger of a song. But at the same time, I guess I guess my picks were all more like football picks. But yeah, and see, I went. I think I went more fall picks because I was like. Well, my only thing in the fall, the only thing I fucking think about in the fall is football. So it's like, what am I going to listen to? Is in, 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 the way that you initially brought this up was tailgate songs. And the thing is, when I go to tailgates, especially like my friends' tailgates, it's like, uh, like rap songs and like pop songs, and like that's not my genre. I let someone else take care of the music. So, <laughs> like, my playlist would be so different. So that's why I was really struggling with this. Okay, see then I'm I'm all at a conundrum right here because I don't know what to pick then. <laughs> <laughs> Go with your gut, baby. Just follow follow your script. What do you got for number three? <laughs> the contemplation right now. <laughs> okay, well then then well okay. So you t- then I'm taking the other half. You took you took here come the Iris. I'm taking shipping up to Boston. Okay, there you go. Here That's fine. Get, yeah, again, it just gets me hype. That's fine. You and I'm just like I'm ready to get on the field, pad up, and run through that kickoff right there. That's like fine. I'm I like that. Flying down the field on that kickoff. Easy, easy number three for me. All right, so I'm I'm gonna. Stick along the same lines of of songs that you typically hear inside the football stadium for my number three pick. And I'm going to go with Here Comes the Boom. Oh, okay. Okay. That one, that's another one. You play that on a third down. It's like third and eight. You play that song and the crowd gets hype. The volume goes up. Your ears start ringing just a little bit. And oh, bam. I love it. Okay, so then, then this this makes it a little bit easier for my number four then. Okay. Because my number five is, is set in stone. Is I, I literally put next to it sleeper slash last pick. My my last um, pick is great too, so I like the confidence. Okay, so then my number four, the NFL th- Sunday theme with Carrie Underwood. Fucking just oh. 
They're like, I've been waiting all week for Sunday night. So that that is also the ultimate that is also the ultimate Sunday scary song. Because you know that like I know I'm gonna get drunk during that game and my Sunday scaries are gonna go away. Yeah, that that song's that song hits and you're like, Holy cow, I have a couple hours left of the weekend. That song that song hits when I get rid of my Sunday scaries. (laughs) Then I'm like then I'm like, now it's time to crack a beer and my Sunday scaries go away. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that pick. All right, so that was what, your number four? That's my number four. All right, so my number four is um this is way more of a tailgate song than it is like a football related song. And it definitely, I, I, I don't know how you feel about the, how about this song. So I'm just going to go for it and see where it takes us. But my number four pick specifically for tailgates, when this comes on at tailgates, most people get hype. And that is Mr. Brightside by the killers. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm in on that. It would, it would be I would hold on hold on say that again because you cut in and out it, it wouldn't be the first tailgate song that i pick no but, but when it the, is if, a great song yeah if if that comes on you know a, a little bit into a tailgate when everyone's been drinking for a while and then people start you hear that song and you definitely get hyped for it okay yeah no i agree i, I it's not a bad pick i'll take it all right, all right. so here, let me let me give a little explanation to my my number five pick. I hope you don't have the same five as me. What's yours? Because mine's set in stone. Go ahead, go ahead, say it. Because mine's set in stone too. My number five is. You're gonna make fun of me for this, but let me explain it. It's Natural by Imagine Dragons, and you want to know why? Because that was on Almost. every fucking commercial on ESPN <laughs> 2018. And that song is just running to my head. Dude, this part right here, this thing. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, don't play it on here. Don't play it. We can't play it. Can't play the copyright song. More than five seconds. I don't think you can. I've I've tried to figure this out, dude. I don't understand what music you can play on, on podcasts, and I'm not trying to take that chance. Okay. Natural by Magic Dragons is on every fucking commercial there you on, go. on ESPN for all of 2018. And that song is, like, ingrained into my head. That like it's that. just like, like a little brisk weather, wearing a sweatshirt, you're walking through the leaves are changing. What song's playing? Natural by fucking Imagine Dragons. Okay. You could walk down like any how like any street with a bunch of houses, Notre Dame, IU in the fall, and you could listen to that song continuously as you walk down all those houses because every single house was had ESPN on and every single ESPN commercial was that song. Yep. Yep. It is is basically the only time that Imagine Dragons ever gets played. Dude, if I was Imagine Dragons, I'd fucking take that name. <laughs> you know how much money they fucking made, probably made off that? I know. From that alone. They, they've had like, I feel like they've had like four of those songs. It's just been used in like promos for like sporting events. Yep. And they probably make just a shit ton of money off Yep. That. Yep. All right. So I'll give you my number five. And this is, again, definitely not football or promo related. This is strictly a song that you listen to in the fall. Granted, it's slow, doesn't really get you hype, but it gets you in the mood for fall weather and football. Slightly older, I'm going to give you a little bit of a throwback here, and that would be Boys of Fall by Kenny Chesney. Have you heard that? I I have, uh, and and I'm and I like the whole you're using fall in the title. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be a little smart guy over here. No, but that That's- is. 
I, I I respect that song as a as your as your final pick of the, the like, fall. Like I said, I didn't really know where I was going with this draft, but that is a song that when you listen to right before football starts, you're just like, okay, I know what I have coming for me with these next couple months. Fair. That's fair. Do you have any honorable mentions? Because I got a lot. So I got a couple honorable mentions, but they're more like just newer stuff that came out that I, they're, they're more of those future picks that I think are going to be good this fall. Okay. Well, okay. So I basically got a lot of just like football, like songs remind me of football. All right, let's hear them. So so one of my top picks that I thought, I thought you were going to go was going to be the Rudy tryout song when he's doing like the duck and roll. Oh yeah. That song, that song gets me hyped too. The Rudy soundtrack is great. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, then <laughs> time out real quick. Shout out to our cousin who has it on a full record. Up, let's that's, go, baby. That's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. They took it off Spotify. He said, Hey, no worries. I'll buy the full record yep. and a record player for that matter. <laughs> yep. That's dedication right there. So then I also had the, instead of the Sunday night theme, the Monday night theme, like, yeah, Al Michaels and everybody's just rolling on the, the uh, Collinsworth slide in. Yeah, and then and then uh, again, just the NFL theme. Yeah, football. All okay, day. okay. And then another one that I had, uh, kind of off the topic of your "Here Comes the Boom," uh, Crazy Train. Crazy Ooh, Train. That's another good one. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, I, I love the song because it gets me hype. But one of my buddies brought this up to me, and I could not agree more. Whenever Notre Dame plays that, they're, they're on defense and it's a third down. It does not matter how far the opponent has to go. They get the first down every fucking time. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. It could be third and 40, and they play that song. And <laughs> get the first down. I so, don't know how it happens, but they, they – always get a first down whenever they play crazy train you you know it's something funny that i want to bring up here another one of my random thoughts of the day here you know how um a lot of the newer cars are going to the push to start feature so you got that like little plastic key fob you remember back in the day when there was a quote-unquote key play and everyone's up there like jingling around their keys (laughs) you gotta bring that back baby people gotta just carry around a a a key ring full of keys for that specific moment in each game just ring ding 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 key play yes no i agree but those are those are my honorable mentions (laughs) okay that's good that's good so i'm gonna throw out i got i sorry i got one more let's hear it i don't know why piano man by billy joel i feel like that's a big tailgate see like that's a big that's a big like it's not a tailgate song it's an after the game tailgate when everyone's hammered song then it bangs yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but m- so my first ever introduction to that song came during basketball season, so I just associate that with like basketball colder weather in the winter. So, fair. Fair. That's that's just me though. But uh, a couple things that I want to mention for some newer songs that I think are going to be bangers this fall that uh, any of the listeners should check out. Number 1, currently out right now, Country Things by Granger Smith. I'm a big Granger Smith fan, so I think that one's going to be sweet. And also today, as you're listening to this, Riley Green's EP comes out. We're recording this ahead of time, so I obviously haven't heard it yet, but I think there's going to be some good fall bangers on that one too. Big time. So, those, are my, 
kind of bangs. What? The country music in the fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Country music year-round for me, that's my go-to. I know it's not for everyone, but yeah, sticking with that. So we got uh, less than four minutes here. Do we have anything else we want to discuss? Tailgate, songs, fall, anything? Otherwise, we're going to have to take another break before we get to our Did You Know segment. Take a break. All right. We will uh, grab some refills again and catch you on the other side. Boom, baby. Segment three. Shed some light. We're back. We got some... Uh, first recurring segment. Am I correct? Yeah. First recurring segment. Cheers to that, baby. Cheers. Coming so. back with uh, next, next little segment, a Did You Know... Talked about it last Friday on the pod. We're doing fishing this week. Pretty broad category. Um, But I'm going to be honest with you, didn't do a whole ton of research. I can tell you, I did more than I did last week. Yeah, well, obviously. (laughs) I was uh, actually prepared for this one. We have a normal recording time this week. We didn't have to push it up for anything. So pretty excited about that, that we got this one taken care of so uh you want to give your question first or yeah i think i think i go first because i think you went first last time all right so did you know fishing edition as summer's wrapping up fishing's popular summer activity we're touching on it real quick let's hear what you got don't act like that was the reason we touched on we did a completely random no it just hey it it, it worked very well into this time of year okay so this is another one where like i have multiple <laughs> like facts okay i'm gonna go with the one that i i don't think you i think you have the the least chance of getting okay when was the f- i'll give you since it's a, it's like uh you know a year ish okay within 50 years okay when was the First recorded recreational fishing trip done. Ah, nuts. There's only... There's, there's... So, uh, before this time, there was, there was only, like, fishing for, like, survival, like, getting food and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the first documented of, like, someone was just like, hey, you know, went fishing day. All right, so... I'm going to give you a very random answer because it's the only fact that I have that has a year associated with it. Okay. 200 CE. Not even close. (laughs) First of all, I would like you to know that I said first recorded. So it was like when someone like wrote it down. Well, it could have been passed on. Um, the correct answer was 1496. (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, fuck years, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> that's tough right there. My fact was my fact uh, on that one. No, no, no. On that one. It was fly fishing was invented around the year 200 CE. So <laughs> that was. Okay. So, so you're, you're, you are now one and two and I, and I'm one and one. I'm, I almost, almost guarantee you I'm going one and two because I have a total of seven facts written down and this category is so broad oh i only have five so that's yeah, but like, 
these seven things were like, I literally looked up like random fishing facts and these were the first seven things that popped up. Oh no. I'm nervous now because I, I looked up the same thing. Whew. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with this one here. Um, this is, uh, do you have a specific website that you used? I looked them up on like Tuesday, so I have absolutely no fun. All right. So I use, I can, I can probably figure it out like pretty quickly, but. All right. So this fact comes from gameandfishmag.com. No, definitely not the one I used. Cool. All right. So game I and fish. I definitely don't know this. I'll go. I'm going to go and game. Gameandfishmag.com. The fastest recorded fish is called the sailfish. Okay. The question here is <laughs> what is its zero to 60 time? Oh, let's fucking go. Baby. <laughs> do, do I get like a one sec? Can I get a one second? No, or no. Second? I'll half give you half a second. Yeah. Zero to 60 seconds. So imagine cars. Like, imagine oh, car zero to 60 time. Car. You think of fit? Okay. And that's how you get a little tip of the cap to you right there. Or are you reverse psychology? The sailfish. How fast is it? Zero to 60. He's thinking. He's thinking. <laughs> you got a half a second leeway. Six point four. Okay, my tactic worked because it threw you off. It I fucking knew it. Can I? Can I guess again? This doesn't count, but can I guess? Go ahead. It's got to be some fucking ridiculous by like one point two. Two point six seconds. I was fucking. I was gonna guess two. Fuck you. Two point six seconds, zero to sixty, dude. Imagine that fish coming after you. I don't even know what a sailfish looks like. I want to punch myself in the face for not guessing that because <laughs> my whole thing was like zero sixty and like three point five is a whole like very stereotypical like every if a car can do that you know it's fucking good yeah uh, so I was like dude there's there's a hundred percent this fish is faster than a fucking car hell yes so it oh, says why did I guess that it says that this fish took out three hundred feet of line and it. It traveled at an average speed of 68 miles an hour after it grabbed this dude's line. Let's go. That I is wild. I'm looking, I'm looking this thing up right now because I kind of want to see, like, I really hope this is, like. I hope it's a cool-looking fish. I don't know what a sailfish oh, looks like. Dude, oh, it's just a fucking, um, it's like a marlin. That's, I mean, that's not bad. It is a marlin. Higher classification, marlin. Boom, Okay. So marlins, aka sailfish, are the speed I demons. I this thing to be like fucking tiny and just. Whoosh, I like, was expecting a sailfish. I was I was going along the lines of like a sailboat, and I was expecting like a real thin type fish. Yeah. You have any other facts that you want to share for the people about fishing that didn't make oh, your yeah, question so, list? So, um, so how how much money do you think fishermen? spend a year on ice to keep their fish oh i read this fact and i didn't write it down it was like uh three thousand bucks or something i'm talking about like all the fishermen in the world combined oh oh i didn't read that one i read it per fisherman 
Okay. Well, okay. So then this will give you – so I have two about all the fishermen in the world combined that, like, blew my mind. Okay. All right. So on average, all the fishermen in the world combined spend almost $300 million a year on ice. Yikes. And then, all right, so you heard that one. Okay. We're going all the fishermen in the world combined. How much did they spend on bait alone? It was three hundred million on ice. On ice. So I'm gonna say that bait's more expensive than ice. So I'm gonna say, am I right? You could be. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna go four hundred fifty million. Uh, if you double that and add a hundred million, correct. What? In year. Wait. Yep. Say it again. Say it again. You cut out. One billion dollars a year on average. What? So, oh, dude. So right now I'm cooking. Like I'm three for three. I could have done this. My other ones were. My other one was going to be how many major categories of fishing are there? Major categories of fishing. Oh yeah. I couldn't tell you. There are six major categories. Ah. There, hand fishing, netting, trapping, angling. You know, old Rob line. Yep. Uh, destructive, where you just blow something up and see how many fish die. Okay. Uh, spear fishing. So you and I have both fished before. Not very well. Not very well, but we have. I caught a. I caught my first uh, northern pike this past summer. I caught my biggest largemouth bass last summer. So I'm on a two summer hot streak of of catching these fish here, but. You know what's something that I really want to try, which I think is out of the blue and I don't think you'll expect, is bow fishing. Oh. Dude, we were at my buddy's lake and these people, it was like dark out and these people were bow fishing. Have you ever seen like a bow fishing boat? Yes. You control it with like your feet and there's like lights all the way around. Yeah. Dude, we were, we, so we were on the lake in a pontoon and like it's dark. So all we can see are the lights and this thing just kept like following us. It was the scariest fucking thing I've ever been dude, a part of. Dude, I think bow fishing would be sweet. I, I agree. It's just, dude, that that instant scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> All right, so let me give you a couple other facts that I have here. Um, Do you know anything about the, the Major League Fishing, Fishing Association? I don't, other than uh, it would be cool to be a part of it. I had, I had when it was founded and who founded it. Oh, shouts to that guy. When do you think it was founded? Major okay. League Fishing. Yeah. Um, if I say in the 1900s, is that correct? No, it is not. It was before that? No, it is not. Oh, it's in the 2000s. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. I'm going to say Major League Fishing, the big MLF. I'm going to give it like a 2006. 2011. Wow. What very, are they doing? By uh, Boyd Duckett is the guy who is credited with it the most. But it's a bunch of like... He gets credit with a bunch of other people, and uh, like they're all members of it, and they all won like like they were all like the bassmaster at one point, like they were all the top fishermen in the fishing thing at one point. Hey, so, I'm gonna say it right now: bassmaster is underrated. I love the bassmasters. Well, I looked up the other day, or when I was searching for this, how much the most, how much money the like top fisherman has made. Dude, isn't it a not take a guess at that. It's a significant amount. I don't know what it is, but it's a significant amount. 5.2 mil. Boom, baby. I Kevin, can get into Kevin, Bassmasters. What up, Kevin? 
<laughs> so uh, let me go through my facts here for you real quick. Um, just right off the bat, for the people who don't know, an angler is a person who fishes with the rod and the line. So we are anglers. I wish you would have said that one because I would have got that one. Yeah, shouts to the anglers. Uh, the average angler, what does he spend on fishing each year? Uh, $3,000. $1,261. I was going to go 3000 because that's what you guessed earlier. So. <laughs> uh, I already gave you when fly fishing was invented. Uh, India is the second largest producer producer of fish worldwide. Producer. Uh, and then the only other one I have, uh, according to that same website that I mentioned before, Game and Fish. Number one. What? Japan number one? Um, couldn't tell you. Probably. Japan or China, I thought it was. Um, according to the website I brought up earlier, um, in, in weight, what was the biggest fish caught? Any guesses? Again, he's thinking. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like, like pushing, pushing a thousand. All right. Uh, it's going to be more than double that. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then I was going to go. Okay. Then I'm going like 3.3 thousand. All right. So according to that website, Alfred Dean. Uh, um, himself <laughs> caught uh on april 21st 1959 a 2664 pound great yeah. white shark off the coast of australia and it took him over 50 minutes to reel him in dude see i couldn't do anything for that long i just give up that is I, wild at this line I don't, I don't care so we're so used to the freshwater fishing either off the dock or off the boat it's like you catch it and it's like boom he's in in like tw yeah. 10 seconds even doing that but like uh, there's very few things i can do for 50 minutes imagine having to fight a fish a 2000 pound fish for 50 nope. minutes nope i'm out that's wild that's wild so, right, so we're both one and two one we're and two okay okay one fact, didn't know two facts so are we picking next week's topic yeah you want to yeah let's do, knock that out real quick and then we'll uh wrap up this bad boy we apologize we know this has been significantly longer we've definitely broken the hour mark for the first time but uh we hope you're enjoying along the way listening to us on this friday we've got one new segment after this we got one new segment coming up i got another random thought that i want to drop too that i saw right, that you ready yep leather apes athletics vanilla central america floods zebras rugby funerals and tennis okay uh i definitely like vanilla i'll give you the i'll give you the other two picks this week because i had two picks last week i feel like vanilla really doesn't give you much to go on athletics is way too big i'm gonna cross that one out all right i'm going vanilla floods and apes all right so that's one two three vanilla floods apes we need We've our got random number generator yeah floods floods okay facts about floods floods two on the random number generator okay facts about floods for next week floods it's gonna be that's gonna be a doozy i feel like there's not much to go off there <laughs> uh you'll you, we'll both have to be pretty creative yeah 
So that's all right. Okay. I think, you know what? I think we're, we're going to sneak peek to people here for next week. I think we're going to be recording in person. Hopefully. Big, Hopefully. Big time. <laughs> no Zoom uh, calls next week. So uh, you want to transition to our new segment? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to talk about your random topic at all? Or do you want me to hit the new segment? All right. So we got 15 minutes to wrap this up before we have to take another break. So this is kind of event about mine. I'll tell you that. What'd you say? I need at least 10 to vent about mine. All right. So I'm just going to give you this real quick one then, and then I'll leave you the rest of the time here. I saw this on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do. So listen to this. It says, I can't stop thinking about how if you jump while you're inside of a train, you land on the same spot. But if you jump while you're on top of a train, you land at a different part of the train. Yes. That's wild. Not necessarily. Why? I mean, like, I understand why, but I just think that that's a, that's a wild phenomenon. Uh, see, I would normally, but it's just fucking wind. Yeah. Yeah. There's wind on top of the train. Wind's going to push it back. So you're saying if there was zero wind, it would be the same inside the train and on top of the train? Not probably not a train. I still keep going. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, it's like weird to like, think about. Like when you're in the train, you're like part of the train. Like you're not really moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's just it's just weird to think about. So that's my last random thought, I think, for the day. So we're going to get on to your new topic, which I don't know where this is going. I'm cracking my knuckles for this one. Oh, all right. So this is, this is the new topic we're starting. But we're just going to call it some along the lines of like our shit list. Okay. So it'll be a recurring topic. It won't be like dedicated to a Monday or a Friday. It's just anytime we want to add something to it, we can add something to it. Uh, I'm gonna be the one to start it off. The, uh, something or someone that is going. It's it's basically just who's on your shit list. Like who pisses you off? Why do they piss you off? Or what pisses you off? You know anything like that? You, it can go a variety of different ways. Okay. So I'm adding someone. I'm adding the first person on my shit list today. Okay. And it's thought happened today. And it makes no fucking sense to me, and it pisses me off to no end. First addition to my shit list, people who back into parking spots. Fuck you. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. Zero. There is there is not a single explanation that you can give me that will justify someone backing into a parking spot, especially today I saw it. And there were two cars on either side of the one spot this lady was trying to back into. Why the fuck are you backing into that spot? All right, what so the fuck? I got two questions here. Is is the person specifically backing in, or are they just pulling through a, a two parking spot? No, no, no. no. They're, they're like they're like making it like the one that I saw today was like the the parking spot that she was backing into. It was the edge of the parking spot. It was mm. the edge of the parking lot. Okay. So like, she, like she made she pulled past the spot, and then was like, "Nah, I'm gonna back into this." You can pull through all you want. I'm not talking about like any any cars that are just like facing outwards. Yeah. Like fine if you pull through, but if like you make the the effort to back into a parking spot, fuck you. All right. So there's there's literally been a one single instance in my life where there's zero instances. No, no, no. There's been one in my life that this has made sense and that is currently at our apartment in our parking space it makes it so like a 10 times easier to get out of the space if you back into it 
okay, th- this is this is the thing that pisses me off because everyone that backs into a parking spot says that. It makes it 10 times easier to pull out, but it makes it fucking 10 times harder to get into that parking spot. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, it does. It's the same thing. There's n- absolutely no reason to ever back into a parking spot. Hey, next time you come visit my apartment, I'll show you the difference I'll of... I'll fucking pull in normally, okay. and I'll park your car, and then I'll back out like a normal person. Yes, you can do that. If, if anything, it is it is harder to back into the parking spot than it always will be to back out of a parking spot. Nine times, 99.9% of the time, it's harder to back into a parking spot than it is back out. See, I agree with you there, but I'm just saying that sometimes depending on the cars that are parked around us and like where they're parked, because our parking lot here is so tight. It is like annoyingly small that like you just have enough room to make your single maneuver and that's it. There are certain times where it's actually easier to back in and then pull out normally just because of this, the shrinkage of the whole lot and the cars that are parked around us. I hard disagree. But in your instance, especially if you saw it where, where you are and you got plenty of space in the parking lot, I don't understand. Just pull in I, like a normal person. I'll make, I'll make a vow right now. I'll never fucking back into a parking spot. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to anybody who backs into a parking spot. I'm going to send, I'm going to send you a picture of us backed in. Especially that lady I saw today who, and let me tell you this. Oh man, this even pissed me off even more because one, she was backing in next to my car and then two. So it, it was, it was my car, open spot, my car. And she pulled in the middle, but then, so it was at the time, my car, open spot, car, Open spot, open spot, open spot. And this lady backed in in between both of us. And I was like, what the fuck is the point of ever backing into a parking spot? Because everybody gives that answer. Oh, it's easier to pull out. You know, you're just making it harder to pull in. Like I'm saying, dude, sometimes depending on the cars parked around us, that is the only answer that I could give for you of backing in here in my specific instance. Other than that, I, I'm with you there. I don't understand why people do it just to do it. I don't understand why people do it ever, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. I, 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 like, they, they are one of my mortal enemies. So, so what do you want that written down as? Uh, backed in parkers, people who... People who back into parking spots. Okay, okay. Fuck them. For no reason or just in general? No, there's a reason because they're douchebags and idiots. No, no, no. I'm saying people who back into parking spots for no reason or people who back into parking spots in general. Everybody who backs into a parking spot. <laughs> okay. Okay, don't do it. Otherwise, Jack's coming after you. I guess fuck you. And I guess in like a roundabout way, fuck you if you're <laughs> backing into a parking spot. Maybe they're just showing off. Maybe, maybe, maybe your garage is the 0.1% of the time when it's okay, but Boom. 99.9% of the time, it's not okay. And until I see it in your garage, I'm going with it's not okay. So fuck you until I can actually see it. All right. Next time you come here, I'll show you. And, and, and it, it has to be set up just right where the cars are nope, in the nope, spots. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 That's, that's oh, all man. that it takes. That's Actually, all that it gotta, takes. Got to be a, a any day scenario. We'll see. We'll see. But I'll show you. People can suck it. <laughs> So this was a long one today. We're going to wrap it up there unless you got anything else to add.
Good enough. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. We appreciate all of you for making it this far into Shed Some Light Episode 8. Jack is finishing his Miller Light as we speak right now. Okay. So uh, if if you made it this far, please, uh, subs- I hope that you've subscribed by now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get these fine podcasts. Follow us on our social medias. On Instagram, we are at Shed Some Light Pod. On Leave Twitter. Leave us a review. Give us a review, too. We appreciate it. Five stars, five stars, or four stars, three stars, whatever you think we're worth. But five stars would be sweet. Instagram, we are at Shed Some Light Pod. Twitter, we are at Shed Some Light. And if you want to contact us through email, we are at Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. Like Jack said earlier in the show, if you're coming to Notre Dame, we'll try and show you a good time. So get a hold of us that way. They actually had a couple people reach out to us with some other questions and whatnot in the meantime. So we appreciate that. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. And uh, anything else? What's up? Catch you Monday. Yeah, we'll catch you on Monday. In the meantime, keep them cold, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.